0: Well, how y'all doing? Welcome to the Valley Cast. My name is Elliot Morgan. It's a special solo episode. Uh I a little nervous. am a little nervous to do this again. Uh, you guys were really kind last time I did it for the most part, and I appreciate that. But uh yeah, it's uh it's gonna be it's gonna be this. Joe Beretta is doing something where he's working. Which is amazing. So good for him. Um, Steve Zaragoza has been killing it, doing all sorts of podcasts, and uh, and that leaves me and you to talk. And so I went on my uh, my Instagram stories and I asked you guys um, to give me any questions or any prompts, anything that you would like to uh, to talk about. Um, and you definitely have a whole bunch of things. Um, I saw. It's very funny. Um. So, anyway, this is the Valley Cast. It's a podcast from a group of uh lovely people called the Valley Folk. Um, which is all brought to you by Patreon. dot com slash the the Valley Folk. We had a goal before the uh, everything went. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I don't think that garage is completely open. Is that open? Hey, babe. It looks like the garage is open. Do you want to check that? It looks like the garage is open. You might want to check that. We have this problem. See with the... We have this problem with the garage. It, It gets... It acts up and then I know it was just loose and now it's just wide open. So I'm hoping nothing got like stolen because I had a a very big box arrive that is very, surely no one could have taken it. What if this, what if this podcast just starts with me getting, like, legitimately robbed? <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay, so she's shutting it. We good? Every, Get a thumbs up? Uh-oh. She's, this is wonderful. This is a real life situation happen, And I couldn't just stop recording and go check it out. I was too nervous. Scary, you don't know what's gonna happen. Uh, is it cool, babe? There's still a big box in there. Oh, that's great. Everything's fine, everything's fine, everything works out fine. <laughs> um, yeah, I, uh, I had a weekend, you guys. This is a uh, wonderful, wonderful time, but I had a real hard weekend um, where I basically made a conscious decision to just go a little crazy and partied a little hard, I guess you could say. Um, my, uh, my girlfriend and I were just like, you know, we're not, we're not going on vacation. We can't do anything. So, uh, let's just be little, you know, m- maniacs. Like, w- you know, we used to be prior to the world, uh, changing and it was nice. It was a nice, um, memory of like, oh yeah, yeah, we're, we're still young. We're still fun. Uh, and now it's back to not doing any of that stuff. But if I come off a little bit, um, dry or a little bit all over the place, manic, maybe, um, you know, pay no, pay no mind. So uh now I'm just relieved that I didn't get a that I didn't get robbed because I have a giant um my parents for Christmas, I think this past last year, um they got me this like old full size monopoly table. Like it's a huge table and it's got all the pieces in it and it's like a tabletop monopoly permanent piece of furniture it's monopoly furniture and uh we had to ship it from florida and i was so worried that somebody went into the garage and somehow was like i gotta have this monopoly table now that's where i'm at that's what my life is right now i'm reading a book before we dive into the questions that you guys have been so lovely and giving me i'm reading this book right now it's called the passion of the western mind i want to recommend it to you guys i did this last time Talked a little bit about capitalism and desire, which I pretty much stopped reading immediately after. Uh, <laughs> after reading, it. it's like, okay, I got it. I feel smart, so I did it. I got points. Um, this is so, so interesting. Okay, listen to this. Listen to this. This book, I think, is is one of those books that makes you a little smarter because it helps you conceptualize how we got to where we are today. It's the passion of the Western mind, understanding the ideas that have shaped our worldview by Richard Tarnas. Um, it's got a quote by Joseph Campbell on the front. I mean, how you can't get any better than that. Joseph Campbell and his lovely, lovely dead self. Um, it's so fascinating because I don't know anything. I, I love philosophy. I love all this stuff. We're going to talk a little bit about it in this episode, specifically um, the psychological personality tests that I have taken. And I had um, Joe and Steve and Kevin also take them. Um, and uh, they sent me their results. And it's going to be very fun. We're going to dive into that. But um, I took this like archetype quiz thing, like union archetype, whatever. And uh, it, it was, it, it, you know, very interesting. But... I love all the philosophies. I don't know, like, traditional, like, I didn't, I don't know, like, Socrates. I didn't know what Socrates' deal was. Did you know what Socrates' deal was? I didn't. And then Plato, and then Aristotle, and how each one sort of subsequently let, how each thing either built on the other thing or sort of, you know, came out of nowhere. I mean, I've yet to find out. I haven't, I'm only probably, yeah, I'm not even in, it's Rome. There's, I'm not, yeah, I'm still on, I'm just getting to Aristotle, yeah, it's pretty okay. So this is. Listen to this. Listen to this crap. First of all, Socrates was well, a badass. I didn't know this. Socrates came along and was like, "We're gonna have some. We're gonna figure out how to talk reasonably. Uh, dialectics. We're gonna. We're gonna keep." uh, hammering these ideas home and we're going to discover all of the, the, the faults in them. And then through reason and logic in our inner brain, we will be able to deduce what is happening in life. Uh, and it's so crazy because some of them, they were just so wrong on so many of the things, but it led to, you know, being, I guess, a little bit writer because this is all a little bit writer. This is all, um, pre, uh, uh, uh science. So it's like, they thought that they were the center of the universe and if you think that it's interesting what they uh, what they um come up with. So I was reading this to um I was reading this to uh to my girlfriend yesterday because I was like I don't understand I don't understand what any of this what this means. But basically they were trying to figure out a way to explain the movement of uh the planets. They were trying to figure out a way to wrap their head around how the stars seemed constant and seemed always there that like since the babylonian era people have noticed i guess that everything down here seems chaotic and ever-changing and everything up there seems very cyclical and on a uh, a loop the sun rises every day seasons change people are understanding that the heavens they seem so distant so permanent and static i guess um and so they started tracking the movements but they they had all these weird planets that would go off in a different direction that didn't make sense because for them they were like how is it doing this because we're the center of the universe so how is it going that it was an irregular movement of the planets and i think that's eventually what led to um to astrology but i haven't gotten there just yet it definitely led to astronomy but listen to this this is what the this is a summary of um what aristotle uh was doing to try to 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 explain the planet I think this is a hilariously confusing (laughs) paragraph and if you have any idea what it means please let me know in the comments it says uh, God where is it yeah each of the etheric spheres beginning with the outermost one communicated its motion to the next one by means of a frictional drive so that the motions of the inner spheres were the combined product of the peripheral sphere along with the relevant adjoining ones I don't know what that means. So, I'm also learning in this book that, like, this is why people hate philosophy because it's uh, it's so that's so thick, that's so much, and I need pictures. Well, guess what? I'm going to try to record or write down on this thing what he meant by that okay here's earth right that's in the center and then there's these etheric spheres elsewhere and then some of the planets move in this little sphere move in this little sphere and then these i'm assuming move all or go like that i guess around earth high does that make sense no no anyway that was a waste of time let's dive into some questions um if you'd like to sign up at patreon.com slash the valley folk please do so i also had a goal before like i was saying mandy i'm all over the place uh, i had a goal before uh everything the world fell apart that if we got 5,000 patrons i would dye my hair um some kind of like silver or or blue or something like that um and we're a little farther away from that goal um than we used to be so i'm probably just going to do it anyway and it's going to be a very tongue-in-cheek video and be like I'm doing it, so now we have to have 5,000 patrons. Um, those are the rules, and it's going to be very funny, and I can't wait. Uh, let's dive in, guys. <clears throat> Kay K- Ellett says, my four-year-old wants a lizard. Should we get her a hamster or a fish? Definitely a fish. Get yeah, definitely a fish, I think. Hamsters, that's a... Um, that's a gross. I saw a ham- last hamster I saw was in Walmart, and it was running around like it was shopping for things, like it was on the floor. You, you've heard this tale, and I got so excited about it because it was so cute. It looked like what you would imagine a hamster. So you know what? I'll just I'll write it down. I'll show you right now what it looked. No, I'm not gonna do that. It's terrible. Um, I would say fish because when it dies, I don't know. a four year old. Like get get the fish. That's it doesn't stink as much, and when it dies, you guys are like, mm, you know, it's an easier way to explain mortality, I would imagine, because you know I have this. I had a guinea pig when I was uh, young, and I still don't know how my dad euthanized Pepper. Uh, talked about that in our, our Tinder video. Um. Anyway, what did you guys do this weekend? <clears throat> so. Walt D MCM says how to fix loneliness. Man, I hope you're doing okay, guys. I that sucks. If you, there's a lot of loneliness I think happening right now, and a lot of like, like permeate, like, like feel it, like, uh, just I can't imagine, man. And you know what? I feel extra bad. Who I feel extra bad for is the people who are lonely even if they don't live alone you know like the discovery that uh that your relationships aren't great that you don't feel actually seen uh by your partner and you can't enjoy um the little moments of goodness amidst all this chaos with someone because it's stagnant and sad um but if you're alone you know i don't know i mean if you're alone and you're feeling lonely i wonder maybe you just should get off the social medias i think the the social media stuff really does make people feel terrible um i've been going through i've been on one as the kids say lately about a really like uh, there is a hatred for facebook that is brewing within my soul um that is like bordering on like a political my own political revolution against it I really think it's like an enemy of the people (laughs) and uh and I hate it I hate I hate it um I kind of hate all of them and I think that you can increase your loneliness when you're just looking at all this other stuff it like just hammers at home so I think you have to get comfortable being by yourself. I think you have to get comfortable with, um, just existing. And I don't know that the loneliness ever goes away. So if it doesn't, then I think you have to accept it and you have to stop trying to get rid of it and you have to go, okay, because you know, the reality is only you can take care of you. Only you can figure out like how you're going to go through everything and survive this. And there's no better time than right now to be like, okay, I am lonely. This does suck. I'm not going to pretend I'm not lonely. That's such a weird... Isn't that weird that we do that? We have to pretend like we, we're we going to be fine. We're going to get rid of it. We're going to get... We can't. We can't. We can't be lonely. It's like you can be lonely, and it doesn't, I think, have to be the all-encompassing emotion that you feel. I think it's sort of like... Um, Anything else, you just feel pangs of it when uh, when it hits you, and you have to ride that out. You have to lean into it. I think, feel lonely. I think you should f- keep that's my answer. I think if you want to cure loneliness, I think you should feel as lonely and as sad as you possibly can and just dive into that. I'll just go, Oh, it feels terrible, and then climb right out and go, Okay, I did that, and then you can go watch TV um, or uh, I don't know, whatever people do now. Party. <laughs> oh, God, I tell you. <sighs> not I'm I'm 33. I can't, you know. What did I think was going to happen? Like I was going to wake up this morning and be like <laughs> um how do you get over someone after a breakup? says Rich Rocker. Um how do you get over someone after a breakup? Hmm. Whew. You know, I was going through photos um this weekend we're getting sentimental and uh there's all these photos of when I asked my, um, my woman, <laughs> that's so funny to call somebody, my, uh, my lady, uh, uh, my, my dame, my queen. Um, I actually do like that. I like the queen one. I don't say it, publicly or really privately or at all but I think that's a lovely thing when especially like black people when they're like that's my queen I'm like oh it's so beautiful it's also what uh killer Mike calls his spouse and uh, run the jewel anyway so uh how do you get over somebody yeah I was going through all these photos and it was when uh, on a whim I had um <clears throat> asked Grace to come to Vegas and then she canceled and she ended up doing it and it was a very extreme sort of situation neither of us were particularly in good places uh in our lives and I think, uh, again, I think, you know, can you get over this stuff? Should you get over it? Should you just write it out? I think therapy helps a lot, but you guys know that. I'm not telling you anything new there. Um, there's also a book on uh, Don Miguel Ruiz, I think. It's like the something of love, some kind of, I don't know. Don Miguel Ruiz has a really good sort of self helpy y um, book on the nature of love, and he uses the analogy of a dog a lot. He talks about how dogs have this sort of unconditional love that um, when – you tell a dog to go away, they might mope for like a second, but then they're just fine. Then they're like, okay, because their happiness is not really dependent on that particular moment. They just go about their business and they keep existing. And uh, I imagine getting broken up with, um, especially at a time like this, would be pretty difficult to not like want to jump off of a, you know, bridge or something because goodness gracious, pile it on. Am I right? The new podcast, premiere podcast. <laughs> um Yeah, I think uh, you gotta. I have to just be like, lean into it, man. I think that I don't know if is that the whole more. I'm just gonna call this episode "Lean Into It" because you, um, like I'm leaning in right now to the fact that I don't that I know this is a flailing podcast right now a little bit, and I'm leaning into the fact that I don't feel wonderful because if I can sense when I'm trying to compensate, which has happened multiple times in this recording uh, already, but if you're if you've been broken up with. And you, you just got to let time, time heal you, I think. And then even when it does, it's still going to sneak up on you. I think I heard it described once as a, um it's like a lot. I always imagine like a, one of those th- games that you play in like an arcade that like shocks your hands, you know, and it's like, that's how I view heartbreak and uh, regret also, um, where it's like, even if you're the breaker upper, um, it's still like, even when you've healed, and there's enough time that you can still come over and touch that charged thing, and it can still shock you and hurt you. Um, and so you just get used to sort of letting it go and letting it go, and then you get better and better at it. Wow, was that advice or was that advice? I tell you what, why are Clydesdales so big? <laughs> silly goose, absolutely silly. Do you have a stand-up joke you cooked up before quarantine that you're holding on to? No, I did a stand-up show right before. Um, um, everything really shut down. Like, it was, like, the day, oh, the day before, and it was at the comedy store for, um, it was a charity event, and it had been a while since I'd done it, and it went so well. It was, like, it was wonderful. It, it was, the crowd was, it's beautiful, it was beautiful, and it was, um, I remember having a joke, basically, about, um, the, uh, the, the the pandemic, and I remember it was something about boomers being so worried about things prior to it happening, and then being like, mm, Now the priorities have shifted. I don't remember exactly what it was, it wasn't that great, but it was definitely topical. Um, since then, though, man, I've been doing a lot of like different types of writing and different type. I posted on Patreon that I was going to do this essay and I wrote it, and that brings us to the next point, which I'm going to talk about for a few minutes. Um, those personality quizzes, but um very fun by the way i can put a link in the description if you want to take it just you know you can uh enjoy it all you want but i've been doing a lot of this like sort of blog essay writing and then trying to come up with motivations to do sort of videos but if i can be totally honest with you guys the the, the tank isn't even empty i just don't know it's been filled with spaghettios you know like it's got i don't have the 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 uh I don't know anybody right now that is feeling particularly inspired or motivated to do anything. Um, I have not seen Joe and Steve in the physical form since early April. Uh, That is not cool. That's the longest probably I've ever gone without seeing them since I've maybe known them. Um, And I got the test back for uh, coronavirus last week and i came back negative um we're gonna go take it again in about an hour i guess uh we're gonna go through the dodger stadium thing again and um it's a really fascinating experience to do that by the way it's super uh creepy and kind of apocalyptic but it's easy just takes a while um someone says do i have to wear a mask winky face (laughs) that's very funny oh no is that still working all right we're still on my uh, computer fell asleep So I've been doing a lot of writing like that. But in terms of like jokes and one-liners, no, not so much. Um, And I've been getting into just trying to consume as much as possible. And so there's a balancing act of like consuming and then telling you guys what's up and how we're doing. And a lot of it is just going, okay, if I can consume a bunch of stuff and learn a bunch of stuff, it gets me more interested to talk about it, which is why also this book is really good. There's also another one that I got called uh, The Symbolic Quest that I'm pretty stoked about um, on analytic psychology so that's when I was talking about leaning into things it's like no I'm interested in different things than at what everyone thinks I am mentioned nope nope I'm I, this is truly I guess where I'm at this is I found my hobbies and they are annoying <laughs> to talk about anywho do I have to wear a mask you know why you need to wear a mask so that you, my friends will shut up that's all I just wear it so that I don't have to hear everyone keep complaining. It's like the people who aren't going to wear a mask, in my humble opinion, I could be wrong. I don't think they're going to wear a mask if we go, you should wear a mask. I think the people at this point who are going to wear masks, they're going to wear mask. And the people who aren't, they're going to wear masks. So I, when I hear, when I see this, there's a lot of just like, where are I going to wear a mask? And people are getting so angry. And it's like, this is no, you're, we sh- we haven't learned anything here. We know people are dumb. We know people are selfish. We know that they're hyper paranoid and that they somehow crave this like battle or this like civil war. Or this they they're they're dying to be uh oppressed in some way and they think that this is it. They think that the that they're being told by the government to wear a mask when he, when they said in the beginning not to wear a mask. And it's like my God, you watch this stuff with with this president and it's like i'm amazed at how like i really i think people i really think he's just surrounded himself trump surrounded himself with people who lie to him like there's not there, there doesn't seem to be any other explanation it just seems like he's got Wrong information or biased information because he knows that that's how the people around him, uh, because the people around him know that's how they stay employed and that's how they get out of his, his line of fire. Um, I think if you, you know, I've, we talk a lot about cancel culture, right? People have that, all their little opinions on that. All right, great. If Donald Trump, if you're a Republican and Donald Trump gets pissed at you and he tweets something out about you, I I can only assume that's a career destroyer. I can only assume your life is over after that. It has to be. You certainly can't sign on to to Twitter after I mean those ravenous hating people will go after that Republican and potentially I would imagine not ruin their lives but make it significantly worse. That's the era we live in. So if you're in a, if you're a Republican, it's got to be terrifying. You must have to just be like um, uh, I can't say anything, I can't say anything, I can't say anything, I just have to hold on. It, feel, it feels like they're all just sort of holding on to the sides of the boat, like, all right, we can just get through this, if we can get him out of the office, you know, we can keep going and sort of dodge this this bullet. And no one's standing up to him, because how can you? He's, he, he has the power, he's got 84 million people following him on Twitter. I've had enough hate online to understand, uh, especially to put myself in the position of someone who's much, much older, who, who doesn't understand how the internet works, I can understand, uh, the fear that's associated with, so I can only imagine those people on his, in his direct inner circles are just feeding him all this wrong information. It's like that interview with, with Wallace on Fox news, which by the way, how beautiful is that, that it was Fox news? I mean, come on, how much better does it get? What a beautiful little gift from the Lord. That's amazing. Fox news. Oh, that's the people that's, those are the ones that just, just hook line just down he went with verifiable easily verifiable facts so crazy not CNN not MSNBC none of that Mm -mm, Fox News oh what a beautiful thing how do I (laughs) how do I dry my mask after I sneeze at it Um, dude that's yeah I don't have any clue on any of that because uh I can't access this personality test thing right now I'll put it in the in the blog when I put this on the, um, on the website, I guess, but I can't, I need to find their, ah, yeah, I don't want to keep recording them, or stop recording, anyway, let's keep going through questions, that's a little bit more, um, a little bit more fun, uh, what's the best way to fans for, what is the best way for fans to interact with you on a daily basis, Twitter, email, etc., Hello, Michael Bell said that. That's a great question. I think me, Joe and Steve are pretty much as accessible. We'll, we'll read eventually. I don't respond a lot um, but yeah, I mean Twitter's fine, Instagram's fine. Instagram DMs are fine, um, but I don't check those regularly. Uh, but yeah, and then the patreon. In which we have a Discord, I think. If the Discord hasn't already been hooked up, there should be a Discord now. Um, and then the honestly, the Reddit, uh, the subreddit, um, the Valley folks subreddit is our haven of, I think, just golden, uh, golden people. Um, huge fan of everyone there because, you know, you get people occasionally who are like reading into things a little much. I saw one thing that was like, I did a, um, I did a Instagram post where I I took a photo in front of um, the Scientology building, a big Scientology building in Hollywood, because I had taken my girlfriend to the urgent care uh, and I was not allowed to enter the urgent care because I was not um, ill. And so she went in by herself because in the middle of the night she got up and she fell because she got up too quickly. Um, I wish that story had some sort of party element to it or some sort of wild part but she she just had a blood her blood pressure dropped and she fell in the bathroom and hurt her shoulder very badly and she's doing much better now but it was scary there for a second thought maybe she'd like really broken something so we go to the urgent care they kick me out walk down the street doing my thing i take this post and it says felt i put felt cult might delete later you get it because scientology is an evil cult and first of all on the post people some people I guess didn't read it right they thought I was like really being like <laughs> yeah Scientology which you always get some of that but then someone on the subreddit thought it was like um I was mocking uh someone or that Steve and me were like making fun of um you know a former SourceFed uh host and I was like nope not at all uh just just being the goofy boy not trying to no, no animosity. I'm pretty. Uh, if you, if you are, if you have animosity right now uh, against anybody, what are you doing? Why? Why are you angry? How do you have that much energy? Forgive, move on. Who cares? Also, I have nothing. I'm no, there's nothing to forgive. I mean, I'm. You know, everything's fine. It's just so fun. Yeah. There's an the occasional. Um, just like really really kind of jumping to some conclusions but I guess Steve also done a post that said like felt cute might delete later or something like that and um, and I'm sure that was in my mind rattling around in the back but it was never it, there was no concerted you know mocking happening uh, that I know of um, anyway but uh, yeah it's it's very funny for the most part though the subreddit is a wonderful time we I read that quite a bit um it's sort of like checking the temp it's how i check the temperature a little bit and also doing the um fireside chats for the patrons that's like where it's really nice when we do that to be able to actually talk to you guys and be able to one-on-one have um sort of updates uh with the business i mean it's it feels it's such a cool opportunity and such a cool thing that we get to do and it feels right that's one of the things that i'm really proud of that we've kept going through this thing is uh the fact that we've maintained communication even amidst the sloppiness so here we are in more sloppiness um let's see if i can get a few more here we go i'm going into my senior year of high school and i'm terrified any advice says read imdb um senior year of high school you're gonna have a great time i remember senior year that's a good one if you've gotten through middle school you're fine like In my experience, anyway, middle school is the worst. I was what's called a late bloomer, still am. Um, You know, that's probably why I have a um, broken brain in terms of success in this industry. I'm just like, no, it's gonna happen, (laughs) and uh, because it has moderately, I do, I've done okay, but there's still just like, I don't feel um, the peak, like I don't feel that way. I haven't, I've never felt like SourceFed was a big thing, but I've never walked away from it being like, uh, well. I'm done, um, it just hasn't, I've never quite felt like I was in my aligned groove necessarily as a uh, creative slash creator, but it just goes to show, late bloomer, and I was that in high school as well, it took me a very long time to be able to grow any kind of hair that wasn't just on my head, and I was a weird kid, I was a little quiet theater boy, um, really long hair, looked, uh, you know, pretty Pretty crazy, and uh, senior year was the best. It's the best. You feel, I feel like senior year might be the last time you're going to feel like sen- seniority. I think, even if you're a senior in college, especially right now, you're going to be dealing with some terrifying uh, prospects in terms of like jobs and the economy and all that stuff. So That's not going to be a fun, you know, you're not going to be going into your senior year of college and being like, I'm ahead of all you. It's also like, who cares when you're that old uh, in college, but in high school, man, I think you just have fun. Like that senior year in high school, first of all, thank you for listening to this old man tell you what's up because you don't need to be listening to anything I'm saying, but you're going to have a great time. You're just going to. And now here are some ads. Hey guys, welcome uh, to the ad portion of the podcast. I'm here with my good friend Malcolm Barrett to tell you about Stamps.com for all of our sakes. We need to avoid crowds any way we can right now, but what if you need to go to the post office? No need know about that. What if you need postage to send out letters and packages? Don't worry, Stamps.com is here to help, guys. With Stamps.com, you can print postage on demand and skip those lines and crowds at the post office. Plus, you can actually save money with discounts that you can't even get at the post office. Very exclusive, very cool, very hip. As if that wasn't enough, Stamps.com also offers UPS services with discounts and up to 62% no UPS residential surcharges. So that's Exactly what I knew you were wondering about, and uh, they actually are very great and they are very convenient. And we have used them for the Valley Folk, uh, in which I'm in the office right now. Isn't that right, Malcolm? You like it? Anywho, like I said with stamps.com, you get great discounts to five cents off of every first class stamp and up to 62% off shipping rates. Stamps.com is a no brainer, especially now, saving you time and money and keeping you safe in these crazy times. Plus, it's just so easy and it takes all the confusion out of it. So, all you have to do is you have to use your computer to print official us postage 24 7 for any letter any package any class of mail anywhere you want to send once your mail is ready just leave it for your mail carrier schedule a free package to pick up or drop it in a mailbox or place it gently in a mailbox no human contact required it's that simple and no human contact required is my some of my favorite favorite phrases Anyway, right now, listeners of the Cast can get a special offer that includes a four-week trial plus free postage and a digital scale without any long-term commitment. Just go to stamps.com, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage and type in Valleycast. That's stamps.com, enter Valleycast. Stay safe, my friends, and don't forget to go to stamps.com, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage, type in Valleycast to claim your special offer today. But that's not all, guys. Okay, here's the deal. We also have this little thing called me undies i'm wearing them right now they're my favorite thing in the world it's finally happened i've replaced all of my underwear with them because i'm part of the club that i'm about to tell you about me undies membership you can eradicate the terribleness of not having wonderful underwear forever a me membership is a monthly subscription that sends new pairs right to your door so you can keep your under undies drawer stocked fresh and fun it is very fun, too. I chose the... I choose the basic... I choose the nice blank... I like solid colors for the underwear. A lot of friends I have, they like the more loud, like, You're a crazy pattern. I don't like that. I like to feel like I'm very like everything down there is very, you know, monochromatic. And uh, they, they do it wonderfully. And the, my favorite color is is uh, the gray ones. Just so simple, just so nice, just so comfortable. MeUndies offers matching pairs where you and your partner can wear undies the exact same prints. In other words, match your bottom half to your better half. Well, I love that. That's really sweet. mandies are available in a range of sizes from extra small to four times. Uh, to 4XL, MeUndies has a great offer for the listeners of the Valley Cast for any first-time purchasers. Which, if that's you, what are you waiting for? You can get 15% off and free shipping. This is a no-brainer, especially because they have a 100% satisfaction guarantee, which you're definitely not going to need because they're absolutely wonderful to, to get your 15% off your first order, free shipping, and 100% satisfaction guarantee. Go to MeUndies.com/valley. That's MeUndies.com/valley. MeUndies.com/valley. Okay, you can get underwear that's covered in pandas. And sushi rolls or if you want to be like me and have a lot of fun uh, gray so that's you know that's that on on that so it's just it's funny you know you bring it up so I'm just clicking up right here so thanks for listening anyway guys let me tell you a little bit a little bit bit, candid there has been a whole lot to smile about these last few months, but things are getting better. I just love how they update these to make them current. It doesn't. It just is so fun. Mm, there hasn't been a lot. They're right. Candid is right. Uh, so I'm doing a lot of things to improve my life personally, getting a little healthier, making some moves, very fun, uh, exercising a little bit. It's very nice just to keep my sanity. But you know what else would be good? Just to help out uh, my smile. Do you have a megawatt smile to show off? You know? Well, my friends over at Candid can help. Candid clear liners are comfortable removal and totally invisible, unlike wire braces. So you can transform your smile without anyone noticing. Plus, your treatment is prescribed and monitored remotely by a licensed orthodontist who's an expert in in tooth movements, It's like a really cool dancer. Candid only works with what? Candid only works with orthodontists, never general dentists like other companies. Gross. General dentists? Get them away from me. And with some other companies, you may never hear from a doctor as you go through treatment. And that's ridiculous. You should hear from your doctor, even if it's just to say, hi, what's up? They get lonely too. It's tough for everybody right now. With Candid, your treatment includes remote monitoring by the same orthodontist who created your plan, so you never have to wonder how you're doing. You'll always know. I love that. The average Candid treatment is just six months. You'll start seeing results way before then, and costs on average 50% less than Invisalign. That's a pretty significant difference. Ready to take the first step toward getting your dream smile so you, can sh- you can't you can wait to show off? Well, you can get started today from the comfort of your own home with Candid's risk-free starter kit and $75 off. Go to CandidCO.com slash ValleyCast and use code ValleyCast. That's CandidCO.com slash ValleyCast, code valley for your risk-free starter kit and $75 off candidco.com slash valley code ValleyCast. thank you guys so much now back to the show and whatever i'm telling you about and we're back um i'm gonna do the ads later so that's just that's just what that is so it's you know crazy have you ever considered shoving marbles up your nasal cavity no how does it feel to be an uncle as mentioned on the fundamentals that's so sweet um let me tell you guys something Oh, man. This is real so sweet. Uh, I got to, I'm got i an uncle now, whatever. It's no big deal. Uh, I uh, did absolutely nothing to make it happen. Um, I'm going to get to hold my little nephew very soon, provided a bunch of tests come back uh, negative that I'm about to, to take. I'm very excited. Guys, I've never been an uncle before, okay? First-time uncle, long-time father. Uh, I, this kid... It's like he's a little his name's Wyatt, he's this little bean and he's got my DNA in him. Um somehow, you know, through the miracle of genetics. I assume, you know, we are we are weirdly related. I um I love this thing. Like I really do. I haven't even met it. I don't even under that's crazy. I can't imagine what it would be like for it to be your own kid. I mean, that's gotta be terrifying. I'm the uncle. And I'm like, I will protect this thing. I will do I'm going to turn it into a raging socialist, but I'm going to protect it. No, I'm not gonna do that. It's gonna be perfect. It's gonna be a superhero, but um yeah, he's 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 so cute. He's so cute. And he came out like Looking like a dang snack, you know what I'm saying? Like a little del- little, just a little guy, a little baby. And he came out, he's all upset, he's all whatever. And I, he's he was cute. There was not one, there has yet to be a moment of this kid not looking freaking adorable. I'm so excited for my brother, um, and his wife. They deserve it. It's wonderful. I I mean, we got them. Um, when is this going? They're probably not gonna. They're probably not gonna listen to this, but we uh sent them some Amazon, uh, orders as like a, a, a gift. One of them I think is arriving today, but I've told him not to open it till I get there. Um, but it's a, uh, I got me and my brother like to quote the movie dumb and dumber a lot. Um, we sort of do it a lot, you know, um, as like a form of communication. And, um, so we sent them some costumes, the, the orange and blue, uh, like Halloween costume suits that the, uh, that Lloyd and Harry, wear to the ball (laughs) with the uh I think it comes maybe with the top hats um and then the for Wyatt we've got the little baby little um bib I think that says like mock yeah and yeah bird yeah you know the scene from when they're all doing the the car ride singing uh in a hitchhiking scene but yeah it's uh it's pretty stupid and I'm pretty excited for them to to open it and uh and yeah and I just get to meet this kid I do wonder it's like What can you do, you know, with a baby? You just hold it. That's it. You just hold it. Say hi to the guy. You know, I'm not like a big baby holder, but that's the one I'm gonna hold for a second. Um, he just seems the videos that my brother has sent are like he just seems really sweet and laid back, and that makes sense because my brother and uh and his wife are are very laid back people. My brother actually is the uh, designer of the Valley Folk logo, which you guys uh probably knew that already but he made both versions the light and the dark and then uh Andy Mogren 3 dified it and uh god I love our logo it's so fun it's just wonderful I love the 3D version I love the night version I love the day version it's perfect it's wonderful being an uncle thank you for asking it's just wonderful and um yeah we did do an episode of the fundamentalists that you guys can check out we're gonna be doing a lot more of them coming up it's time we have to there's a uh, calling a responsibility with Way the world is currently going, so uh, go check that out, and you can see the video versions of it on the youtubecom ValleyCast, the ValleyCast channel. Um, Trash eighteen says, "Do you plan to move out of California when you're older because of the traffic, etc.?" I don't know. Um, I would. I have no idea. I would love to live somewhere else. Right now, I would love to live anywhere, anywhere else. Um, I would love to not be here. I am a very fortunate person. I do love Los Angeles very much. I say uh, I actually weirdly miss the traffic um, right now because people are driving insane. Like you can't go, you can't go out, like period. But if you do, they're maniacs because it's like they gave, they were given too much freedom. LA traffic, LA is designed so that like. You you should be in traffic all the time, and you can stay actually really safe that way because you don't get maniacs zipping zippity doo dah around you. So, uh, but I, I like it. I mean, I I've looked. We've been looking. I've looked a little bit. There's been you know you can dream. Um, I hope everyone is is doing that a little bit. I've read an article about how it's like a millennial pastime to sort of look at houses, um, all over the country, like on Zillow, and just kind of house hunt, even though there's no intention of like getting any of them um but yeah it makes sense i think that's a nice way to like have a little bit of escapism because yeah i was looking all over the place the problem is like i do love los angeles i love it out here i love the uh it gets a bad rap it gets you know people hate it but the t- people who tend to hate it tend to have either never lived here or have left people who are here like it for the most part it's fun to complain about um it's there's a, a sense of connecting you know sense of community in this uh At least in terms of, um, you know, complaining. People like complaining about it. But no, I like it. It's too expensive. Uh, It's way too expensive. I would like to maybe live like in San Diego. I'd like a little bit of New York, Um, not Florida. I have absolutely no interest in living in Florida. That has changed forever. That is done. Those are done days. Um, I have a secret plan, a secret mission to get a lot of my family to San Diego uh, it's going to be called the great Morgan pilgrimage and, uh, or the great Morgan kidnapping, depending on how much they complain about it. So, um, I, I say dream, dream a little dream, you know, but, uh, no, I'm stick, I'm sticking it out, but we've talked about it. We've actually talked about moving the business and just being like, you know, we could do this, especially now we've kind of proven that we can do it, you know, even remotely, but it would be nice, I think to, to at least explore what it would be like if we, um, Financially, what it would look like if we weren't in Los Angeles, because we are paying rent. We've been paying rent on an office that we haven't been in uh, hardly at all. So, you know, is it a wise move if we could go have an office space somewhere else, you know, leave this life behind, sail into a new frontier? Uh, and yet something just feels, feels like I should be here still. Um, who knows what that is? Who knows if that's just an over-attachment to everything? But uh, I don't know. Thoughts on belly buttons? Absolutely none. How much would? Nope. mm -mm. Absolutely not. What do you do when you like like a girl? Says King Bookworm. What do you do when you like like a girl? What do you do? Hey, girl, I like like you. That ought to do it. Like like a girl. You know, it's so funny. I I mean, you could invite them to Vegas. Um, I wouldn't right now. Maybe don't take that play out of my playbook. Slide into their DMs. Respond to their stories in a funny, jovial way. Don't be creepy. Having a crush is a very interesting thing. Because it's so opposite from like the Tinder stuff. Because I remember doing the Tinder stuff. You swipe around. It's trash. It's all trash. But you also don't. When you're crushless, that is a very, uh, I think, very light, very freeing time. When you actually have a crush on someone, what a pain in the ass! What a what a why? Why do you gotta? It's such a um. I I remember wishing so badly that I just wouldn't have crushes, like on people, and just be like, I want, I don't want to be. I know I'm, it makes me nervous. And if I didn't have this crush, then I would be, you know, then possibilities are endless. But when you have a crush, it's like your brain is just like that one. It's also like that whole thing of, you know, you're projecting onto the person. You're probably idealizing them a little bit and making them into something in your head that you think is going to solve your problems, your loneliness maybe. But uh, yeah, probably not. They're probably not going to. So you can humanize them in your mind a little bit you know, maybe, I mean, I'm saying think badly about him, but try to remind yourself that they're just human beings. And so are you. But yeah, just tell them, man, just tell them, see what happens. Um, otherwise, you just have to swallow that crush. You know, you just have to be like, ugh. Ugh. how do you even? Ugh. Uh, oh, my goodness. What's your biggest craving you have been having since the quarantine? Uh, my biggest craving has been for a while it was to go see family in Florida. I did that. So I'm pretty satiated there. I've gotten really into sweets. Um, I've gotten really into ice cream and like a child, like a, like I, I've been eating like a child and um, I've been exercising a lot, which is nice, but I've been eating like a child and uh, I need to not do that. I think I'm honestly going to get what's called cavities or something. It's very sad. Very, just absolutely absolutely pathetic um you were goofy grace is into gritty discuss um I've not thought about that <laughs> in uh in correlation I guess um being goofy was such a joyous time of my young life i I miss it so much i'm so glad i got the opportunity to do that the stuff that you get to do when you're goofy man it's so fun and you just there's nothing not cool about being goofy i am so proud of it i will always be proud of it i'm always gonna have fond memories of it you bring so much joy to people the smiles on these little kids faces is wonderful um i was also tigger and i hated that one and i would have i wish i could have absolutely hurt more children than I did because they would pull on my tail because you know Tigger and oh man I tell you you had bodyguards too that's you get uh like these um you guys probably remember what they're they're called they're I forget, I'm blanking on what their title is but they uh they escort you you know back and forth because you can't see anything and uh <laughs> these kids would pull my Tigger tail man and I would go I would get so angry in that tigger costume and it also was like not even a cool costume like the tigger costume was kind of lame it just felt like a it felt like something it didn't feel disney quality um which by the way the suits now are crazy they blink they blink goofy blinks now how i want to know i want to let me in there you know what i mean also it was pretty gross because you had to like wipe down the thing before and after like you had to wipe down the spray it essentially at the end of your shift Whoa! Well, I'm having memories now of like being in that tunnel underground Disney World and you'd have to like end of the day, you go in there and you take everything off and you, you hang it back up or you put it in the dirty bin and then they go through a whole washing system and comes out the other end. But The heads, the heads don't go through a washing machine. The heads are uh, gross and uh, filled with just this chemically sanitized smell because it's been sprayed so many times with this like blue uh, stuff to uh to to disinfect it. Um and uh I don't know if maybe that's what gritty goes through. I have no idea. Gritty gritty getting angry at kids and putting them in like the timeout boxes or whatever, the penalty boxes. And gritty um gritty just seeking revenge uh on on people, on fans, uh, of bragging about himself and uh, flying down this is it's a pipe dream for anyone who has been a goofy or a tigger in the past i think to to be so mean and so reckless uh it's such freedom it's like when i was captain hook i was captain hook as well that was a wonderful one because as captain hook i could be so mean to people and it was a cool ass costume like the coolest such a cool costume and you'd put the mask on and oh no no there we go still recording still good uh you put the mask on and it would be it like form fitted to your head a little bit so it felt better it felt almost like a cowl like if uh, you were a batman or what have you sort of over your head and then you had a hook i mean what how cool is that and then you had the only thing that sucked is you couldn't really hold things very well so people would like try to um get your signature but you had a hook like one of the so I had to like you had to take the the autograph book and sort of like balance it on the hook or what I would do is I would spin the person around and I would use the top of their head uh to do it to do it and um and then I would make a little I would uh I would slit there that was a fun question Liz Gibson says, what would you tell 19-year-old Elliot? 19 years old. What would I tell myself? Hmm. Bitcoin. I think what I would tell myself is, uh, you've got to get a haircut. You have to get a haircut. And do not major in in that. Do not major in zoology. You can't handle it. I went through, y'all, and looked at my grades from college recently. It's so bad. Like, I'm amazed I got my degree. I now, it's so funny because I had, like, a terrible GPA. And it was all classes that were like physics, biochemistry, evolutionary development, and all this stuff that was like really cool if you think about it, except my brain didn't get it. Like, I didn't understand it. I went from an arts high school uh, where I did theater, and I, I went directly into the only field that I've ever gotten bad grades on in high school. The only C I ever got in high school was chemistry. So why not get a major in all of the sciences, including chemistry and organic chemistry? What was I thinking? That's insane even all the while knowing I wanted to do this type of shit and then acting and then all that kind of stuff. So it's like, I should have, I always should have, I should have changed, but everything else, you know what? The marriage, all that, uh, wonderful. Just, I'm not, no notes there because you gotta go through life, you gotta make mistakes and I'm, I'm not gonna go listen. If my, uh, like, if, if someone, if future version of me from like 15, 20 years from now came to me right now and was like, Elliot, you need to do this, 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 and this. I'd be like, you need to not be rude, and you need to not tell me how to live because uh, if you think I'm not going to make every mistake, you're wrong. Um, yeah, I, don't, I would try to just not say anything. I would try to not tell them anything uh, except follow your heart a little bit more and trust yourself. I think you, you, it's good to trust yourself. It's hard to trust yourself when you're 19. Um, it's it's hard... I. I have no memory of being, um, I feel like I woke up when I was 27 for the first time. I was reborn. And I don't remember m- uh, m- much prior to that because I know at 19, it was like, you're just living for other people. You're th- I don't care who you are. If you're 19 and you really feel like you aren't living according to what you think other people think of you or other people want from you, good on you. That was not me. I felt like, uh, I needed to have it all figured out and um, it appeared that I had to have it all figured out. And I also think this is, um, you know, that this psychological test that I took, it's very interesting because I basically got there. It, um, it takes your archetypes, right? Jung talked about archetypes, which are sort of these, like his ideas that there's a collective unconscious talk about in the fundamentals, it's a collective unconscious that we all sort of have together um, that, you know, Has It's made up of archetypes that have been ingrained um, in us culturally across the world, um, the entire species. And there's all these different archetypes that sort of manifest through myths and stories and symbols. And we, uh, I took the test, and my inner, my self, there's a self one and a persona one. So the persona one is sort of the one you put out into the world, Um, the image that you are trying um, or do emit, all right? So mine was wise old man. All right, Uh, and then, but inside, the self one was innocent uh, boy. So there's two different, very different um, uh, archetypes there. Wise old man is sort of, you know, I'm very wise. I understand this, but the the real one is just this little innocent boy, and I was like, that makes total sense. Like, that is exactly, uh, actually weirdly accurate for my, um, and there's all sorts of archetypes. There's the trickster, the... uh, the sage, the uh, lover, the you know, I think conqueror or something, and there's the uh, um, uh, jester. I said that's the trickster, um, uh, magician. So Kevin got magician, um, Steve got inner child, I think, on the outside, and wise old man on the uh, the self one, which I think is great. So it's like we're very similar, but a little bit slightly different. He disagreed with it, he was like, I'm not a wise old man. I'm like, mm, I think you kind of are. I think Steve has a wiser, uh, like he has a he has a i do think like an unconscious wisdom about him um that he gives himself a hard time for because i think he doesn't recognize it but that's what i think that's my two cents there what's your favorite thing about myself um my favorite thing about myself probably my huge uh no it would be definitely not that it would be um i guess you know what an uncomfortable question. The first thing I'm going to do is sit in the regret of reading that one out loud without checking it first um, and just kind of cringe. Let's all cringe together. Mm-hmm. Favorite thing about I don't know. You let me know. My favorite thing is probably I know I want the best for everybody. Uh, and I also think I've been gifted w- with a, a life. I've worked on myself a lot and I've, as a result, I think I don't take much of, I I think life is, uh, very valuable and wonderful and, uh, all very beautiful. And so I like that about myself because it allows me to go through life pretty, pretty, um, lightly. I think, uh, I say that and then I read a negative comment and I freak out because I'm an innocent boy. Don't dislike me. Um, yeah, I mean, probably just the amount of work that I've done. Just the, and the fact that I think it's paid off, like I've become, I went from being someone who I really didn't like who I was to someone who I, you know, I just do. So it's nice. And I'm also not super like, uh, you know, I can tell you my least favorite, my least favorite thing about me though, since we should balance it out. Uh, my least favorite thing is probably, I tend to think I know best all the time, um, So that and my big, okay, I'm just moving, just moving on, just moving on guys. We're just moving. Um, this has been really fun. Thank you guys for doing this. Thank you for listening. I hope it's been somewhat, uh, entertaining for you. Um, (laughs) (laughs) do you think, oh God, Moush says, do you think men should look for their own G spot? I mean, Sure. (laughs) We should all be little explorers. I mean, that's related to the previous question. You have to go through life. You have to recognize you only live once. You know? You might as well try to find it. I'm going to keep that one from going any further out of my mouth with that answer. Because I could say more. Oh, that's my least favorite thing about me is that I overshare. was terrible. Um... If you could have... No. Oh, gosh. No, 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 no. How do I start dating at 24? It's a perfect time. That's exactly when I started dating. Uh, <laughs> except definitely make sure you're, you know, not not married. Um, yeah, 24. I mean, I started dating really at like 26, I guess, 27. Um, and, uh, yeah, so I had no idea. I mean, I my first breakup was a divorce. Um, so... I started with that. I started with I. I it was a pretty dramatic. Um. Uh, move to be like. Uh, I'm gonna break up. Oh, I don't even learn how to break up. I just have to go through. A, I have to do a legal. I have to get paperwork involved. It was my first breakup. You have to have paperwork involved. That's not good. Um. So after that, breaking up became pretty easy for me to do. Um, I got better at it. Uh, It became like people stay in bad relationships a lot. But when, you know, start with a divorce as your first breakup. It will it can't be much worse than that after that. So um, awful, awful experience. So divorce is just, I mean, divorce is, thank God we have it. But um, yeah, start dating at 24. doesn't matter, man. It's quarantine. You got a pandemic. Get on that phone, start talking to people, have a good time. And you know what? I say take all the sexy photos you want. I say put the angle on. I say Photoshop it. Who cares? It's all fake. It's all vapor. Have fun. You know? Just, it's all silly. It's all silly. Favorite thing you saw on social media lately? IG, Facebook, Twitter, etc. Well, I'll end on this because I think it's a lovely question and thank you so much for asking. Thank you guys for listening to this. Please join our Patreon at patreon.com slash thevalleyfolk if you would like to. We're trying to boost those numbers so we can have extra job security as we head into uh, the fall with whatever is going to happen. So, um, super appreciated if you would uh, join over there and let me know what you thought of this. If you have any other questions or whatever, you can always reach out uh, to uh, the subreddit as well. Uh, shout out to you guys, you're wonderful people. Um, and be sure to check out the fundamentalists as well as the pilot on podcast that I do with my girlfriend, Grace Helbig. If you get extra bored and it's all about TV shows that we watch and then the fundamentalists, um, the last one we just did is all on Jung and kind of archetypes and that kind of stuff, which I think is just very, very interesting. But, um, I've been following a lot of elephant accounts. Um, I told my girlfriend this weekend, I was like, you know, all I want. All I want is to meet a baby elephant, um, and maybe hold a chimpanzee. I would love to hold a, a chimpanzee, but I gotta meet I gotta meet a baby elephant before I die. So I gotta m- meet a baby elephant, and I gotta find my G spot. Um, that's terrible. Uh, maybe at the same time, <laughs> uh, a lot of baby elephant stuff. I've been following. Um, Let's see, I think it's called Elephant, Uh, and then, oh, um, yeah, ElephantPage.tv, no, ElephantsGram, is that what it is? Yeah, Uh, ElephantsGram is good, Uh, Elephants, yeah, I follow a lot of them, oh, there's some that just, they are, they're so cute, they are the cutest, oh my god, and listen to me, listen to this, this is what I'm gonna leave you on, I'm gonna put it up to the camera, I, I didn't know, okay, listen, listen to this, this is, this is, oh my god. This is a little treat for you here at the end if you're still listening. I didn't know that like elephants have like boobs, okay? I really, really didn't. I really, really had no idea. And the way I found out was I was scrolling through the gram, okay? And I saw, look at that. Do you understand what that is? It's an elephant, but it's got, like, (laughs) she's got, like, boobs, like, so I was like, what in the hell? I was like, this is, what is happening here? This is crazy. And uh, the caption just says, photographer Renita Elwald took his amazing picture of playing elephants, which also illustrates how this species' mammary glands are located pectorally between the forelegs. That's a very clinical caption for what is objectively a very, 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 very funny photo. Um, And let's see what the comments are. It's only has 17 comments. Beautiful creatures. Come on. Are you guys took the bra off too, huh? See, that's nice. Ooh, first time seeing this. Thank you for sharing. Okay, that's nice. It's not just me. Because what an amazing image, someone says. I don't know. Amazing. (laughs) They're all amazing. They're amazing animals. Elephants are incredible. Uh, And I can't wait to meet a baby one one day. Keep the big-boobed ones away. I will not be doing anything other than laughing like a school child. Uh, it just looks... I mean, look at its face. It's like... Its face looks like it's kind of, like, cross-eyed a little bit. And then you got these giant... I mean, they just look like... They look like you made up what it would look like if an elephant had boobs. They look like you if you just picture in your mind... If an elephant just had big old boobs... <laughs> there it is. There they are. Um, yeah, it's just a, it's kind of crazy too. It's 17 comments and 27,000 views. So I don't even understand how that works. But anyway, guys, thank you so much for watching this, listening to this, uh, subscribe to the Valley cast channel at youtube.com slash the Valley And thank you to everyone who sent in photos over on my Instagram. And, uh, I look forward to talking to you guys more real soon. Um, and I will end finally on, cause we're just having fun. I'm just getting started. You know what? We're going to You thought that was a flailing. You're out of your mind. Oh, no, that's not it. Here we go. Okay. All terrestrial processes and change were therefore caused by the celestial movements, which were ultimately caused by the highest form and final cause, God. It was especially in regard to his theories concerning astronomy and the supreme form that Aristotle approached a platonic sort of idealism, and in some respects, he the Plato. By so strongly, it's a good one.